You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washington, and Nate Klaus on joining us here on the show as we're going to talk what we saw from Nebraska. Unfortunately, we're not going to get to see them on Saturday, as we know, um, playing a game against Wisconsin or Tennessee Chattanooga. Uh, we'll see the Huskers next week now at Northwestern for an 11 a.m. game, the segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill. No Husker game, but still plenty of college football action uh get on into tanners here in south lincoln they'll have all the games on great food great beer um still plenty of big 10 football to watch nfl on sundays uh check them out on 30th and yankee hill guys um i want to get right to it though the, the a lot of eyes um were on the quarterback situation for nebraska and you know what the plan was going to be and i'll be honest like i knew we'd see mccaffrey but i thought the split was even more than I was expecting him. It was 43 to 21 on as far as plays for each quarterback. And, you know, I predicted at least 10 plays for McCaffrey and, you know, he went 23. Um, so that, that really tells you what they think of his overall value, Robin. Yeah. And I'm glad they were able to find ways to get him involved. My one kind of hitch on it is that it almost seemed like they were forcing the issue a little bit. Making like, him like a running back. Like doing way too much with, with him and doing so at the expense of your your proven commodities where Diedrich Mills just stopped being part of the offense. Wandell Robinson gets targeted six times. I mean, those are the guys that are going to win you games. I mean, as good as Luke McCaffrey is, he's still a redshirt freshman who was playing in his fifth-ever college football game. I mean, that you can't make him the focal point of your offense and expect to beat Ohio State. Now – you know, maybe there's a big strategy behind that to where they wanted to put that all on film in a game they probably thought, you know, it wasn't going to determine the, you know, the entire course of their season. But at the same time, like the way they played in the first half, you know, I thought that they could have, uh, you know, had a game plan that you can sprinkle him in and not make him the focus of your entire, you know, play calling. So, I don't know. We'll see what they do going forward. I'd be surprised if he is that big of a factor going forward in that many different ways. Uh, if anything, if you want to get him on the field that much, let him play quarterback. You constantly insist that he is a quarterback. He's a co-starting quarterback. Give him some real drives, real reps earlier in the game, and don't just use him as this kind of oddball mix and match, you know, Swiss Army knife guy. Yeah, and I don't completely disagree with you, but at the same time, he did make plays. He did. He went out there and on that first drive. Would Wandale have made plays? Well, yeah, I mean, he probably would have too. Um, yeah, and, and I agree. I, I mean, I don't think you can sacrifice one for the other. Uh, but he did, you know, in his first extensive, you know, action against probably the best team they've he's ever faced, uh, he went out there and made some plays. and. I was surprised by how early and often they got him in there. I, I didn't think – you know, I thought he was going to play, and, and I'm with you, Sean. I thought maybe 10 snaps or so, 10 to 15 maybe. Um, but I didn't think it would be that early uh, or that often. And uh, he did go out there and make plays. But, yeah, I think you, you have to find a way to get him out there involved without sacrificing touches to guys like Wandell and Mills and, and you know, maybe a Manning uh, if and when he gets entered into the mix too. I thought a real turning point was early in the second quarter, during the second quarter when Martinez had the equipment malfunction. Nebraska had some really good rhythm going there and 
you know, they were very close to getting a first down. They almost went for it on fourth down. They then they sent the punter out there. I don't I don't really understand the whole sequence there why they did that other than maybe the distance was longer than what they thought. I think they thought it was fourth and one. It was more like fourth and two. Uh, but that was a big moment, I thought, in that game when um, Martinez had to just abruptly come out of the game. And I don't know if it was a chin strap issue. Um, yeah, it, like some of it his, looked like something with his with his helmet, chin yeah, strap or something. Yeah, like the, the upper part, like the, like the snap had popped off or something like that. So it was like they were scrambling to get that thing fixed on the fly, but – you know, clearly it was something that needed a little more time. And you can't do that against a team like Ohio State. I mean, that that's a, you know, you're, you're just, your margin for error in a game like that is is very little. And that moment, five-yard penalties, the fumbles, I mean, the game turned pretty quickly once Nebraska kind of started getting those small shooting themselves in the foot type moments. Then the big one was the the fumble recovery that was ran back for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. I mean, it started to snowball a little bit where, you know, Nebraska was beating itself just as much as Ohio State was. I mean, the, the turnovers, the, you know, committing 90-plus yards and penalties, uh, you know, losing two defensive starters to, uh, you know, targeting calls. I mean, those are the types of things that you absolutely cannot do, especially against Ohio State. And so, you know, as, as well as – Ohio State played, you know, Nebraska did itself no favors with how it kind of just fell apart with stuff like that. Getting delay of games on your opening play of a drive. I mean, you just can't do that. I mean, that's it's inexcusable, and you are never going to beat an Ohio State team doing stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like there were, you know, maybe the like the last four minutes or so of the second quarter and, and you know, the, the first four or five minutes of the third quarter when – Things were just kind of all out of sorts for Nebraska. That really, really hurt them. Outside of that, though, I mean, I think they played. I think they played fairly well. Uh, I think we saw some improvement, or, or at least things that you that give you hope and say, okay, well, yeah, they're they're close to turning the corner, or they've maybe closed the gap a little bit with a team like Ohio State. Their overall play count count was only in the low 60s, and I mean that that took away a lot of opportunities. I mean that. Really, a Scott Frost offense needs to run between 80 and 100 plays to win a game. And, you know, when your play counts that low, you know, their their strength is wearing opponents down like they did at Illinois last year when they went over, I believe it was 100 plays or more. And the line I just, you know, couldn't even stand by the end of that game. And that's what they have to do to win games. We only saw nine passes thrown to wide receivers. Six of those went to Wondell Robinson, Levi Falk, Cade Warner, um, and then Elante Brown each got one. I was surprised we didn't see Elante Brown more. Marcus Fleming played a few more snaps than I was expecting. No Xavier Betts. Obviously, Omar Manning didn't make the trip. I think that wide receiver position, by the time this team goes to Evanston, is going to look a lot different. Well, especially now with a week off. I mean, that's more opportunity for these guys to continue to get those practice reps that they've missed, missed out, particularly Omar Manning. That was the one thing that, you know, earlier this week, leading up to the quote-unquote Wisconsin game, that they were going to play or talk about was with Omar he needed to be on the field. He just needed to get his confidence to where he was going to be able to play up to his talent level. So, well, now you got four extra days to do that, uh, four extra days to game plan for Northwestern. I would hope that some of those younger wide receivers and, and Momar Manning are more involved in the receiving rotation because that, you know, our message board was full of posts and complaints and rants about Nebraska's usage of the wide receiver position and not only just not throwing them the ball, but you have all these you know, highly touted recruits coming in, and you're not even putting them on the field for an, once again uh, as true freshmen. So, I would hope that you know, with the way that game went, 
and you want to have a more vertical element in your passing game, you got to get your playmakers out there. And it's going to be finding that balance between no block, no rock, or <laughs> playing your best guys. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a threshold there where you have to, you know, sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice somebody who is completely reliable, whether, you know, regardless of what the play call is, whether it's a run and, and they're going to be asked to block or or whether it's, uh, you know, someone that can stretch the field uh, on, a pa- on a pass play. So, um, you know, I think that if there is a silver lining with, the, with no game this weekend, that it, it probably is being able to get some of those younger playmakers or a guy like Omar Manning uh, up to speed and, and having them ready to roll. Uh, you know, you, you've heard the coaches and, and even some of the players talk about how, um, you know, they need to get, get their wide receivers the ball more, get some more guys involved in the game. And, um, you know, hopefully that's, that's something that uh, is addressed and, and that we see heading into Northwestern. And we saw 13 offensive linemen see snaps in the game. I thought that was a real positive considering the lack of overall plays ran. Um, I thought one of the big stories was Ethan Piper ended up taking more snaps than Bo Wilson. And I think that's going to continue. I mean, they really like Ethan Piper. They saw something they liked where he ended up being fifth in overall snap count. Bo Wilson was six. Uh, for his first start, I thought Bryce Benhart played about as well as you could. I thought Matt Farniak, unfortunately, did not have his best game for a fifth-year senior, but he's playing his first game at guard against Ohio State. Had a holding call that was pretty big. A couple of sacks he let through the inside. Um, you know, So that needs to be worked on with, with Matt um, and, and going forward. Juergens, I thought, looked better. And then, you know, Hymas is Hymas. So I liked what I saw. Even Turner Corcoran got uh, a lot of snaps, um, you know, for his first ever college game. And, Nate, I'll let you talk about some of those linemen guys, the young guys. Yeah, I mean, I was I, – I couldn't be more impressed with what I saw out of, out of a lot of those young guys. They really lived up to their billing. Um, I mean, Turner Corcoran was one of the top-rated, uh, most highly recruited offensive tackles in the country. And, and Greg Austin said heading into the game that, you know, he's he's come in prepared and, you know, he's he's very mature and he's going to play this year. And sure enough, against Ohio State, he gets in there and, and performs fairly well. You've, you saw Ben Hart, um, you know, as, as a redshirt freshman, um, you know, again, another highly recruited, highly rated guy come in and, and he more than held his own, I thought. I, I thought that uh, – you know, if you weren't hearing his name called for penalties or holding, um, you know, that was going to be a success. And sure enough, uh, I don't recall a time where they pointed him out on the telecast as, as you know, getting completely beat or, or holding or, or causing penalties or just being off sides, you know, things like that where you might think, okay, this is his first time ever playing against a really good football team. Um, you know, so, I, I mean – I think the the future is very very bright. You got those two guys. You got Piper, Jurgens. I mean, um, you, you, there's a lot of young talent there that I think are going to be mainstays on this offensive line, and, and it's only getting better. I mean, Greg Austin has done a tremendous job of of uh, really turning that position group around, in my opinion. Yeah, and I guess the best part about it is they did it against Ohio State. I mean, that is as good of a t- uh, defensive line as they're going to face all season. They don't have Chase Young, they don't have any Boses, but those are still NFL linemen that they more than held their own against, in my opinion. All right, when we come back, we're going to shift over to defense and talk about what we saw with the black shirts. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show.